This show is presented by Manscaped. Sign up for 20% off manscaped.com using the code DANGLE. Hey, hey, All-Star Weekend, and we have another controversy to discuss. Oh, I how jacked is Gary? Yeah. Well, he's so as of the recording of this show, he's got a um, a press conference with Bill Daly, where I'm sure they'll say nothing at all. And um, for a long time and excuse a lot of people from everything and not let risk request that ask a question, I'm sure uh, for like an hour. So I'm not sure that anything's going to change much um, between then and now. So I like I feel like we can go ahead and discuss the word situation and not be worried about uh, it being completely out of date. I think if anything was going to happen, it would have happened already. No, I think five o'clock on a Friday is when I would announce that. That's normally when they do. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, luckily, we got a stream tonight. Yeah, so we've got... So oh, if, yeah. that's actually really good timing. Yeah. It sure is. <laughs> so we get we get to sandwich. It's a Gary sandwich. Yeah, so if uh, today's one of the first shows ever where if we miss something, hey, guess what? No, we didn't. Twitch.tv slash SDPN Live. We're going to be doing a sister broadcast to the All-Star Game. And it's going to be fun. We're going to hang no out with There's no way you. that's what it's called. A what? sister broadcast? Aren't they sister called the sister broadcast? streams? Aren't they called the sister? Isn't that what the industry term is? <laughs> Why not a brother stream? Yeah. Could be a brother stream, but just sister stream sounds better. Stream. What about a papa burger? Could be. Could what be about there. a mama burger? The best burger is grandpa teen, burger. Teen burger. Yeah. Teen burger. Is that what's that's, the teen burger? That's the uh, bacon double. I think it's a double hamburger with bacon. You know, we said no pizza. cheese though. We said pizza tonight, but A and W. I can do burgers. We also have Burgers Priest right down the street. There's also a Wendell's. Oh, there's, oh, there's Wendell's. a Wendell's. Clark? No. <laughs> right okay. up the street. Listen, let's talk about, if we want to talk, by the way, our American listeners do not know what A&W is, which is Really? Yeah. Oh, uh, you're missing out. Does Northern, really? uh, like North New York area, because they have like Tim Hortons and stuff, right? Maybe. A&W in America. It's like how we have Denny's. And stuff. when you get closer to the border, you find a Denny's. Yeah. By the way, oh, so Americans don't know this. Oh, there are. The second you cross the border, the portions change drastically yeah. at Denny's. Oh. Everything goes up. So they don't I'm have wrong. our small. Way wrong. In the in the US, no. their um our medium is their small. It's, yes. it, as a as a kid, it blew my mind because we always used to go down to Florida because we have cousins there yeah. in Virginia. And whenever we go down, the portions just blew my mind. The in Niagara <laughs> Falls, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah. Because they get a lot of American tourists. And depending on the restaurant you go to, you have no idea. Holy shit. Like you just get like, the extra large cup isn't a cup that exists in Canada. No. They don't manufacture that to make put fucking soda in. No, it. and you can't bring it in your car. One, because the cup holder's not big enough. And two, like your suspension will friggin' like your car will just tilt. It's so ridiculous. there is an A so here's okay. Here's so the update. Here's the update on AW. AW is, is a big. fast food restaurant chain in Canada, franchised by AW Foods Food Services Canada. The chain was originally part of the U.S.-based A&W franchise chain, but was sold to Unilever in 1972 and then bought by its management in 1995. It no longer has any corporate connection to A&W outside of Canada. So your A&W restaurant is going to be a whole lot different than ours. 
Oh. If you're in the states, so but there are some. So it, it seems like there are out as an American. It company. was an American company, and the funny oh, thing is, wow. is A and W here has branded himself so well that you they got us Canadians thinking that it's a Canadian company, right? Wow, and it is not. Well, I guess it is now, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. When it was that so, sale in '72 yeah. was to a Canadian company. There's approximately a thousand restaurants worldwide, approximately oh, six hundred wow. in the United States, but that's the American version of it. The Canadian one is on its own, uh, so that doesn't count the Canadian restaurants. And there's one in Singapore and the, uh, yeah, it, yeah. This, yeah. Re- this is like Kit Kat because Kit Kat in the States is made by a different company than Kit Kat in the, in Canada. What? If you get a Kit Kat in America, it's a different chocolate than the one in Canada. Interesting. I've been yeah. lied to. It's the same thing. It sounds like the same and thing with A&W. If you go to A&W in the States, they don't have A&W. like the mama burger, papa burger thing. They've just got a, oh, oh they do. No, they've they got do? a papa burger, du- bacon, double cheeseburger, original bacon and cheeseburger and hamburger. But so they've got one papa burger, but that's it. Also, their mascot for commercials is just kind of a man who's friendly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's in Canada. He's just a, can- a Canadian dude. He's very he's nice. He's a dad. In the United States, it's a big brown bear who drinks root beer. We have, the bear, we have the bear, too. Do we remember have the bear? The, ba- the bear came into Virgin Radio one day. Oh, Do you remember that? I wasn't there. Everyone <laughs> was being born. Remember? I missed yeah, the yeah, A&W. Yeah, you're up, you're up. <laughs> and yeah, he couldn't fit in the door. <laughs> So, I'm not saying he took off his head because mascots can't do that, but no. he might have had to remove so the, the, the costume. So the Virgin Radio studio is smaller than the room we're in right now. It's 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 a it's, it's I, very tiny. I'll be honest, with you, it's not the best studio. It's no, not, no. Uh, but it's a but great talent in there. And and so the A and W root beer bear could not fit in the studio. That is amazing. Adam's co-host Jax loves like furry things and and cute things and giant bears and that sort of stuff okay, so yeah. she was having a ball with this mascot aw bear yeah and this poor man time. this it's like eight in the morning and yeah. she's had 40 cups of coffee <laughs> and the poor poor mascot's just starting his day like oh this is great like yeah she always talks about the yeah, anyway so aw well, how do we get an aw uh, uh we were talking about our live stream what we oh, want yeah. to order today. yeah what to eat like i i think uh, i mean aw would be good pizza would be good we could do panago uh, that's it listen oh. if, if panago would only come back to us Baby, come back. We should have got a sponsor for this. A food sponsor. Oh, I'll, I'll make some calls. And we, didn't, we didn't think about <laughs> you it. You have six hours. <laughs> Close this you sprung on this Friday. idea on us. 72 hours oh. and we didn't have enough time. It's, I only yeah. did it with my So first. listen, I, I, didn't I mean, we could table. do Panago for old times. And I think, honestly, uh, uh, I would love for them to come back. I think that they do need to come back. I think you should tweet Panago and say, hey, guys, come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the meantime, we'll, we'll figure out what to eat. There's lots of places in the thing. But I'm going to tell you this. The best burger that you can buy outside of like locally Burgers Priest in Toronto is Wendy's Junior Bacon Cheeseburger. Wow. That's a good choice. Best burger. Wow. Controversial. Le- leave is a comment in the comment box down below. Is that good? It is. It's it is. something people hold very dear. Yeah. The JBC so. is perfect mix of meat, cheese, lettuce, tomato, um, mm. you can do it with mayo. You can do it with mustard and ketchup. Well, however you do it, I think simplicity when it comes to burgers, people make them so complicated. Simplicity is king. Um, with all the Michael Bunting stuff, when he got a hat trick, people were talking about Scarborough and someone reminded me of Shamrock Burgers. Oh, and they were good. I've been obsessed ever since. I'm going to camp outside. They, this was a local one. spot, Jesse, and mm-hmm. Shamrock had a Shamrock shake. That was a green milkshake. I can only imagine what was in Did it. Did they steal that from McDonald's? <laughs> who, no. No. <laughs> who's been doing a Shamrock shake for like 50 years? Nah. <laughs> no. Nah. Well, it, McDonald's, well established as the only place to offer green drinks. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um, okay. So let's, let's get into the show here. So I, I want to say this, and I don't know who owns the copyright on this, but if we play the audio from the Wurtz press conference, it's owned by somebody. 
Somebody bought the copyright to that. Did you know that? I think it's them. Is it the Wirtz family? I don't know. So it, like, it'd I think probably it's... be the Chicago Blackhawks because it was their uh, availability, like their event. Right. right. So, so when we... Let's talk about it. Yeah, well, I was going to say uh, the CJ show got demonetized because... Right, and we will get demonetized for this too, but, but I think it's kind of important. Yeah. Right. Um, which isn't like... You are, you're allowed to put up copyrighted material on YouTube, which is a very interesting thing because they allow that, but you just can't make money off of it. Right. So Yeah, it's there's certain things that give you a strike and other things where they're like, okay, we're just going to take all the money. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah, because yeah. I watch them like hockey channels and they just use full clips from games and everything, but they just have no advertising on their videos. I'm always fascinated by John Boy. I'm like, how, yeah. do, you, how do you get away with this? John Boy, he has, uh, he has like big sponsors. Yeah. So he just gets that yeah. ad revenue. That's how you do it. it. Yeah. So yeah, so we're going to get demonetized for this or we won't even submit for monetization, no. honestly. So yeah. that, so, you know, and, and, by the way, any crisis firm will tell you the thing to do if there is a if there's like a video of you out there is um is to buy buy the video so that way you can take it down from all the sites because you put in a copyright claim when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So we've had tweet after tweet after tweet after message about, I don't know if you guys are waiting for your situation, waiting for you to respond to the words thing. Oh, I've been chomping at the bit. hundred percent. So let's play the initial clip with Mark Lazarus, who, by the way, is among the best reporters in the league uh, when it comes to hockey. And frankly, has always been very, very good. He works for The Athletic. We love The Athletic. And Mark has, uh, Mark's done a lot in his career. I don't think Mark's ever had a conversation like this, ever. Back also, and I think much of what happened to Kyle Beach stemmed from a, a power imbalance between a coach and a player and the powerlessness of a player in that situation. So what are the Blackhawks doing? What have the Blackhawks done? What will the Blackhawks do to empower a player in a similar situation to make sure that doesn't happen again? I'm going to answer the question at okay. the end. I think the report speaks for itself. The people that were involved are no longer here. We're not looking back at 2010. We're looking forward. And we're not going to talk about 2010. I'm we're, not talking about I, I know, and I'm not either. And we're not going to talk about what happened. We're moving forward. That is my answer. Now, what's your next question? I can pick up to what we are doing today. And I think no, I don't know. That's none of your business. That's none of your business. What we're going to do today is our business. I don't think it's any of your business. Because I don't think it's any of your business. You don't work for the company. If someone in the company asks that question, we'll answer it. And I think you should get on to the next subject. We're not going to talk about Kyle Beach. We're not going to talk about anything that happened. Now we're moving on. What more do I have to say? 
You want to keep asking the same question? You hear the same answer? Okay, ask the next question. Okay, so we're going to leave it there for a second. Let me tell you who's speaking. Mark Lazarus is the one asking the question. He's the reporter, covers the Blackhawks for The Athletic. Then you have Danny Wirtz and Rocky Wirtz. Danny is Rocky's son. Danny wanted to answer that question. Rocky, his father, said, I got this. You want to talk about the Blackhawks for a second? <laughs> well, and I didn't notice this the first time I watched it. Danny is staring a laser beam through his father. Mm -hmm. Just a laser beam. Do we should we play the second clip before we? I think I start. No, no. I think we're going to start with this, and I'll Let's tell break you why. Down this first. I okay. want to break this one down because that will add on. I hundred percent agree. Okay. But I think Steve, you said you've been chomping at the bit. I don't want to get in the way here. Your initial thoughts when this came out? What'd you say? Uh, he's learned absolutely nothing. Anything he said was uh, completely irrelevant. Completely undone. Completely phony. He is unfit to lead. He must immediately step down as CEO of the Chicago Black. Now, for anybody that might say to you, very few will, but for anybody that might say to you, well, you caught him in a, in, in a moment of anger, or he was frustrated, or he's had a stressful year. All of those things could be true. Tell me why he's unfit, in your opinion, to continue going. Uh, we've all had our moments of anger. Um, me, as, you know, as well as everybody. Um, Chris Johnston put it wonderfully on the CJ show. This was an unforced error. He was not asked about 2010. He decided to go off on 2010 because he is a rich man who is upset because he thought he purchased this problem away. He thought with the settlement with Chicago, uh, with, with uh, Kyle Beach and with John Doe too, which they just... Just swept that under the rug. Didn't say anything. Didn't release anything. Cowards, cowards, cowards. All of them. He thought he purchased peace. He thought he purchased freedom from this subject, from this stain on the organization forever. And he hasn't. And it just so happened. And I don't think Mark Lazarus even knew this. It just so happened that three more lawsuits came out the next day. So, the Chicago Blackhawks are not done talking about 2010 there, actually, Rocky. And down goes Brown, uh, Sean McIndoe made a great point. For a team that wants to be done talking about 2010, it sure is strange that this week they went out and hired Patrick Sharp and Marion Hosa. Everything about the Chicago Blackhawks is tarnished. Everything about the 2010 championships legacy is tarnished. People have been talking about stripping the championship. I don't know about that. I don't know if that's gonna, you know, I don't, it's, it's gonna it's gonna punish innocent parties as well as guilty. I don't think it'll. I don't know if it'll undo any of the bad. The punishment is the asterisk. The there could be an asterisk. No, no, I'm just saying there. it is. There is whether it's official or not. The 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 stain on the trophy is the punishment. The asterisk exists on uh, within all of us. Bingo. That's it, what I mean. It it yeah. It exists in the knowledge of this. It exists in the X's that you had to put through Brad Aldrich's name. Um, the Chicago Blackhawks cannot purchase uh, their freedom from this subject, which Rocky seems to think uh, he's done. And going forward, there's no way anybody can trust. Anything he has to say, uh, anything ownership has to say, 
Um, you know, Wayne Gretzky uh, on the TNT panel. Let me let me say, let me just put this in, sure. in perspective for you, okay? Because you got to remember, TNT and the NHL are new partners, as are ESPN and the NHL. And I can tell you from behind the scenes that the NHL are not easy to deal with as partners. They like to get in and try to set content. As in, they like to they like to have the rumor is they like to have their fingers in who's hired where. And the other rumor is, and I, I know this isn't a rumor, but I, I, I never got the call directly, so I can't substantiate it. The other rumor is that if you print a story and you're a partner with them that's unflattering to them, you will get a call from head office. You will. And they have to deal with that. And so for TNT, this I, I told you that to tell you this, for TNT to come on immediately that evening and play the full press conference, play both the Mark Lazarus clip and the next one we're going to play for you, and then have Wayne Gretzky Wayne flipping Gretzky say, if I was a parent, I'd be worried about whether they were going to protect my kid or not. Yeah, they're a non-option. Non they're a non-option until Rocky Wirtz is gone. So, you mentioned Rick Westhead, and I'm, again, I'm bringing context to this, and I, want, I don't want to interrupt you, but nope. I want this. Go for it. John Doe 3, among three potential plaintiffs weighing lawsuits against the Blackhawks. This came out a day after Rocky Wirtz had his outburst, and I'm going to call it, it's an outburst, right? Tan tantrum? Uh, tantrum. Let's go with tantrum. The former student, now in his 30s and working in the hockey industry, said Brad Aldridge confided in him that he was gay and told him Chicago helped Aldridge secure a job at Miami of Ohio University. Um, John Doe 3. Aldridge said that the Blackhawks recommended he work with the Miami of Ohio University because the school had already supported the You Can Play program established by Brendan Burke, um, uh, Brian, Brian Burke's son. Yes. Uh, John Doe 3 said he was assaulted, assaulted by Aldridge in October 2012. He said Aldridge used his Stanley Cup ring, his Olympic silver medal, and name drop Blackhawks players for grooming purposes. When John Doe 3 tried to report the alleged assault, he says Miami U police told him they didn't have jurisdiction. So he contacted police in Oxford, Ohio. An officer told him not to bother because the statute of limitations had expire, expired. John Doe 3 said he had to fight to have his complaint documented. Other potential plaintiffs who have retained the same Chicago law firm, our former Blackhawks assistant coach, Paul Vincent, and former Blackhawks player uh, referred to as Black Ace One in a report by Jenner and Block. And then uh, Rick West had said, based on DMs I've received today, I think it's important to repost this. And he said, since our interview with Kyle Beach, I've received hundreds of messages from abuse survivors. You are not alone. Um, and then he goes and, and, and he sends a link to um, sexual assault centers crisis lines and support centers. And I suppose we should we should have mentioned the trigger warning with the with the warts thing, although we're not going to get into too much of the details. Um, if this has happened to you, please reach out in your local area and make sure you call these crisis lines. Now, um, when it comes to, guys, this particular instance, what's interesting here is people want instant justice on something like this. Yep. And I hate to be the one to let you down, but I don't see it happening. And I'll tell you why. Instant justice in what regard? Well, they, a couple people. A, step down as chairman. Yep. Because Rocky Wirtz is the chairman. Yep. B, make him sell the club. Right. So first, the first thing I'm going to tell you is they're never going to make them sell the club. No. The NHL can't find good owners as it is. And I can tell you, business takes precedent over this. They are not selling the club. Rocky Wirtz stepping down as chairman, to me, makes a lot of sense. I've talked to people in the industry. They've all said, not sure how he survives this one. Yeah. He's still the owner, but not sure how he survives this one. That means the owner has to fire himself, essentially, in this situation. 
the 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 problem that you have is Danny Wirtz then would have to step in as chairman, you would think, right? Probably. Danny Wirtz did not on stage feel comfortable enough to step up, stand up, and take his father's microphone away. His own son doesn't feel comfortable standing up to him. How does anyone else in the organization stand up? And to him? and so when he said to that point in the in the uh in the in the answer, well, if anybody in the organization asks, we'll tell him, but we're not gonna tell you, Mr. Sportsman. It was sort of like, who would ever ask you? Look at the way you're reacting. This is your this happened under your watch and your organization. No one I wouldn't ask you shit. I'm so fucking mad. <laughs> I'm so fucking mad. Yeah, just, I think the, the, the power dynamic is one of the more interesting things about the clip because usually in these situations when somebody in your company comes out and does some has a mistake, the person above them will issue their statement or reprimand that employee, but <clears throat> this is the top of the food chain. Mm -hmm. Like <clears throat> sorry, I'm a little phlegmy from the uh, oat milk and the coffee. Uh, this is the top of the food chain. There's nobody to reprimand Rocky Rocky Wirtz. And um, the way he shuts down, Dan to Danny's credit, uh, Mark Laz Lazarus was glowing about him in his, uh, in his piece about this incident. He said that Danny came up to him right after this happened and said that we have done things to uh, rectify the incident that happened in 2010 and we have things in place for that. And I do want to talk to you about that at a later date. But... Just we saw on stage how the company is run. Mm -hmm. That stuff's never supposed to get out. And it, it's out there now. And we see that this is uh, there's a tyrant at the top. And what he says goes and nobody else has a say. And until that is rectified, there's no way forward for the Blackhawks until you fix that. And it's, it's crazy that he reacted in this way just in and of itself, because this is the first time the Blackhawks have ever taken a question on the Kyle Beach incident, ever. And the the Jenner and Block report came out in October. Right. Months ago. Right. And since that moment it came out, since the settlement, since everything that's happened, they have never had a media availability with this brass about what's happened. So you've had literally a year to prepare for one question. And that's what happened. And it was unprompted. The question was not about Kyle Beach. No. It was not about 2010. It was about the future. The future, by the way, which is Danny. And the past is like, well, I have some thoughts on the future. <laughs> and he, 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 Rocky, get the fuck out of the way. Stop ruining what your kid has built. You'll remember the Jenner and Block report. He barely said a word. It was all Danny. That's the hope for Blackhawks fans going forward. Mm -hmm. And uh, any member or prospective member of the Blackhawks organization is Danny Wirtz is going to be in charge one day and he's, he's going to be in charge of the future. But until the past gets out of the way and stops ruining his son's work, the Blackhawks are a non-option if you're trying to enter the National Hockey League as a professional. Now, the Wirtz family... Is one of the of one of the longest running owners? I think the longest running owners in the league. Mm -hmm. They're Very in the upper group right. of owners. And yes. if you don't know this, here's how the NHLs run. There's 32 owners in the NHL and one commissioner who represents the owners. But but there's a tiered level to this, as you yeah. can imagine. There's a boys club, and then there's a boys of boys club, and the boys of boys club might be five to eight teams, yeah. and yeah. 
the the uh, listen it's pretty open secret jeremy jacobs is about the the biggest one yep. biggest name in that yep. the Wurtz family would be included in that yep those are the people that keep gary bettman employed so if you think that the commissioner is going to step up and go sorry owner i'm commissioner now well he won't be commissioner long so don't expect that there's going to be any sort of uh anything today other than gary might come out and say well, it was wrong and he shouldn't have done it but that's only because he'll have permission for the Wards family to say it was wrong and he shouldn't have done it. And what if 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 I'm Gary and I'm in that position, all I'm going to say is um, Rocky Wirtz, uh issued an apology, which he did, mm -hmm. not in front of a camera, just on text, uh, on a, like on a press release. Well, they've apologized for that and we're moving on. And just for context, I wanted to make sure this was correct. Rocky Wirtz is the longest tenured owner in the National Hockey League. Right. No one has owned an NHL franchise uh, longer than him. He purchased the Blackhawks in 1954. Guess how much the purchase price was? Uh, $500. Oh <laughs> 1954 for the Chicago I bet he bought the, Blackhawks he bought the, hockey team. The arena too? $25 million. I'm going to say $500,000. Oh, $1 million. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. And Holy. the second most tenured owner, Jeremy Jacobs. Yes. 1975. So here's the thing, guys. This is an organization that's won three cups in the last 15 years which is astounding by any measure. Mm -hmm. This is a, an original six team. This is the owner that's been around forever and ever. And I believe, wasn't it, wasn't it the, are, are we sure that it wasn't his, Rocky Wirtz's dad that purchased the team because yeah, it's, Dollar it's, Bill Wirtz. It's his dad who bought it's it. It's his dad. Yeah, so yeah. It's, this is the third generation yeah. now that's going to be ahead of this team. His dad was so backwards. So I'm not surprised Rocky gets it from there. Blackhawks fans know this. You couldn't watch a local Blackhawks game mm -hmm. into the late 90s because he thought it would stop people from going to the game. And the person who uh, rescued the franchise from that, from his dad, is Rocky. Rocky Wirtz. Rocky is revered in Chicago for many reasons, for doing things, uh, for saving the franchise from his dad. Yes. And now he's turned into somebody who's destroying it. Or, well, yes, I think at a certain point, guys, we're all going to face this. Everybody, everybody listening to this, if you're listening to this, trust me on this. One day... What's present will pass you by. Mm -hmm. You will at you will not be on the cutting edge of cool of of social uh, like uh, of social change of any of this for the rest of your life. At a certain point, you're gonna go, oh shit, I don't know about these young people. Okay, mm -hmm. what we're seeing now is Rocky Wirtz, despite all the great things he did for the Blackhawks on the business side and the cups and the players and the memories and all of those things, is not equipped to operate as chairman. In this era, Danny Wirtz, because he owns the team, is going to get a shot. Whether you think he deserves it or not, they own the team. Danny Wirtz is the next guy. Now, I want to read something to you because I think it's important, if you don't mind. Sure. Mm -hmm. So if you're chairman of, of a team, you're like above the CEO. Right. Your job. I said is, he was CEO. I was wrong. No, he's chairman. No, no. Chairman. Yeah. You chairman. are. Your job is to run the board mm -hmm. and to make sure that the CEO is the right person. For the team, and the CEO hires the president, who hires the uh, general manager, who hires the coach, who, who and all the mm -hmm. players, whatever. Anybody who's watched Succession, yeah, very passionate about these things. Hundred percent, yes, love Succession. <laughs> now, what kind of chairman survives this? You've got three cups in the last twelve years. I said fifteen, but it's twelve. Okay, three cups in the last. You are one of the most storied franchises in the NHL, one of the most recognizable NHL logos in the world. Whether or not people believe that should be changed. Mm -hmm. Different matter. You can now go to a Blackhawks game for eight U.S. dollars. Yep. 
Blackhawks fans are in full revolt. Not only has the so so the the product on the ice has been terrible for about four years. You have resolved two sexual assault allegations. There could be three more here in the next few months. Yeah. So sorry, just to clarify that there's uh, one lawsuit involving sexual assault, one involving sexual harassment, and Paul Vincent basically saying his career got railroaded by the Blackhawks. There it is. Yeah. So you got to resolve all that. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you can buy a ticket for eight U.S. dollars. I checked it. Beer at the United Center, eleven dollars for a small and twelve fifty for a large, which means for three tickets you can buy two beers. Oh, to a Blackhawks game. Oh, you're one of those teams now. On the economic side alone, take all of the all of the other shit that you've mentioned. Just let's just talk money, mm-hmm. since that's what these guys are good at. Mm-hmm. No chairman survives that. No non-owner executive survives that. So already, just that vacuum alone, you should be gone. Uh, and and all the other shit, which is the bigger part of the iceberg. Let's be honest. Go back and watch the footage of Rocky Wirtz flipping out and only look at Danny. Hmm. Only look at Danny Wirtz. You're watching a man stare a laser beam through his father and you're watching a man watch millions upon millions of dollars being lit Act on also, fire as if by I think the much of what happened to Kyle. Do we want to play Phil Thompson's question? We do. It, it was exactly what you just pointed out. Uh, it, yes. About the uh, <laughs> the tickets. I'm so fucking mad. Uh, yes. I got, I, I got, sorry, I got, I'm I have glad so Steve much. Steve agrees. I have so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm anytime, like not even I'll, thinking anytime. No, no, no. You jump in whatever you want. All Let's right. just let this play and then we'll, we'll, we'll mystify here point. because uh, during the general block briefing, uh, you guys talked about a change in culture and transparency and demonstrating the, the, the new culture and values um, that are going to protect players and protect the organization uh, in the future. And it seems like the the second that we asked a question about that, um, it, it, it's met with resistance. So I'm going to ask it again. I answered it. No, I don't. I, I answered it. And I told you to get off the subject. You didn't I'm not gonna, you we're not going to bring up the report. No, you I'm read not, it. We're not and, asking and, about the report. We're I know asking you're about talking about what the, what the report the was talking about. Like and Danny. I told you we're, we're moving on. Now, I don't like these. The I, I think you're out of line to ask this line future. of questions. Why don't you ask about something else? Why don't you ask about the GM? Okay, I will ask Why don't you about, do something else? Okay, I Why do you bring up old, old business? Some of the some of the uh, season ticket holders that I've talked to said that um, they're having trouble maintaining value on their resale because you know a lot of people. Is that paying, a fact? Are you, are you, I, I didn't realize you're like, in our ticket part department. Okay. What I'm saying is, Why, come on. Could, Let's if, talk about all the negative stuff. When I talk about your negative. paper and, how, people, and, what, and what the sports page looks like, should I do that? What a no, these are shit. dedicated. Yeah, you can't fans. even get our elite sports. Whole... Rocky, can I finish my? Well, can you my pause question? for just a second? What did they he say, say there? You won't... can't even get elite sports or something. Elite sports? sports? I'm not sure. Rocky, can I finish my? my... And what the these sports page looks like? Should I do that? No, these are dedicated. You can't even get our elite sports. I don't know what he said. I'm not sure. Okay, sorry. Late scores. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Give, let's continue. Paper can't turn around fast enough because late scoring. Score, I, don't I, don't know. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Rocky, can I finish my my question? They say they want to uh, hold on because they value the Blackhawks, but they wanted to phrase some of the costs. You've seen that uh, attendance has been dipping. Uh, I want to ask why you think it's dipping and what can they do to maintain their value? So when they renew a package, uh, they can defray some of their costs. That's a fair question. Yes, it is. So Jamie can answer that. 
Yeah, any fair question is to be answered by someone with a brain. He has to step down. You're a useless anvil on your organization, Rocky. Get the fuck out of there. By the way, Danny Wirtz tightened and loosened the cap on his water bottle no less than 30 times during that clip. He's losing his mind inside of his skull because his life's work is to improve upon his father's team and his dad just lit money and goodwill and progress on fire. By the way, can I, can I? Please, go, I go, go ahead. A I'm, run in no, the I'm looking for something on, okay. on the internet. So. so, Danny Wirtz, Rocky Wirtz, sorry, holy fuck. The Jenner and Block Report. They use the term absolve a lot. It absolved the Wirtz family of any wrongdoing. Can I it, can I define absolve for you? Go for it. To, to set or declare someone free from blame, guilt, or responsibility. So Rocky Wirtz did not know about the allegations and to step back. So what happened was something bad happened. Kyle Beach reports it. Paul Vincent, who works for the Chicago Blackhawks and is a former Massachusetts police officer, brings the information to upper management. Upper management has a meeting that includes Stan Bowman, Kevin Sheveldayoff, Paul uh, McFarlane, I think. Paul, uh, no, uh, not Paul McFarlane. Uh, what was the, the several other people. Uh, people um, Joel Quenville was in there. Uh, all the brain trust of the Chicago Blackhawks was involved in that meeting. And they decided to do nothing about it. And they didn't tell Rocky Wirtz. Watch that clip. Why do you think they didn't tell Rocky Wirtz? Absolved of fucking nothing. This is the culture of the Chicago Blackhawks. This is his team. They didn't tell the owner this because they can't tell the owner shit. That's a man you can talk to. That's a man you can have a civilized conversation with. That's a man you can express your feelings to. You can bring your problems to. Fuck you. I'm Rocky Wirtz. I'm rich. You don't bring your problems to me. I give them to you and you solve them. With money. Oh, we're being sued? Here's some money. Oh, there's a lawsuit? Here's some more money. Why hasn't this gone away? I just gave you all of this money. Rocky, there are some things money can't buy. And you're looking at one of them. He has to step down. Immediately. Fuck Rocky. Let's talk about the Chicago Black. I'm fucking. By the way, I, I, I said Paul. I'm so mad. I I get. I I can hear it. And by the way, well said. I think Paul McFarland. By the way, so unfair. That's the elite former Leafs assistant coach. Yeah. It's John McDonough. Uh, John McDonough was the. Sorry, Paul. Um, I I the reason I, the reason I think that this. Really hit home is because, and I, I I've talked to a few people about this. I thought with the Jenner and Block thing that a step forward had been taken. Maybe despite everybody's protestations, right? Maybe despite the fact of oh, people are like, oh God, like some of these people don't want to move forward. It's clear they don't want to move forward. They don't want to learn. They don't want to grow. They want to solve it with money. That's it. That's how they're used to doing things. That's how it's done. Mm -hmm. I thought with the Jenner and Block thing, I thought everybody took notice and went, okay. All right. Well, 
we got to take a step forward. And it's very clear that you cannot take a step forward with a person like that. You can't. Now, what do I, you say? What do you say to people who go, well, that's just one bad moment? I just, I don't believe it. I simply don't believe it. In, in the same way that I perhaps naively have faith in Danny work, I don't believe it. He, that's an unforced error. A moment of anger born from what? What are you mad at? Born from what? He's had a stressful few months? Oh yeah, this must have been really difficult to live with for a few months. How about a fucking decade, Rocky? You're not the victim here. You're not any of the victims, Rocky. Let's talk about the victims. Because I didn't tell either of you this. When this dropped on Twitter from Rick Westhead, I considered freezing the Blackhawks out. Like, not talking about them on this show or anywhere ever again. Because it's so unjust. It's so goddamn unjust. And I don't mean unjust in court. And we all know you don't go to the legal system to find justice. From Rick Westhead. Chicago lawyer Susan Loggins represents Kyle Beach and John Doe too. I've spoken to her regularly since May. Loggins' response tonight to questions regarding NHL team settlement talks with John Doe 2, no comment. If there's a deal, highly unusual, Blackhawks wouldn't want the public to know about it. Confirming, and th sorry, this is tweet two from December 27th from Rick Weston. Confirming John Doe 2's lawyer, has withdrawn his lawsuit versus the Blackhawks, indicating a settlement has been reached. Presumably, Chicago, which pledged to be a beacon for professionalism when settling Kyle Beach's case, demanded a non-disclosure agreement covering both John Doe 2 and his lawyer. Third and final tweet, non-disclosure agreements remain highly controversial. Many organizations, including Hockey Canada, ban abuse survivors from sharing financial terms of civil settlement settlements, but don't stop them from sharing their stories if they choose to. So yeah, you can, you can, we, we won't let you talk about the money you made, not money you made, money you were awarded. So excuse me for speaking like that, but we, we will let you say what happened. Yeah. And, and I guess in this particular case, this wasn't them trying to do the right thing. This, this wasn't reconciliation. This was a purchase. This was a transaction to them. This is a number on a piece of paper. They haven't learned a goddamn thing. May they never sleep another night the rest of their lives. Fucking monsters. Monsters they would do this to people. Including John Doe too. Who, who hasn't been represented enough through all of this. Mm -hmm. And now has no voice at all. Great job, Rocky, and great job, Danny. I have faith in the future. Right now, you got a hell of a problem because I don't believe a thing your organization says. I understand Mark Lazarus, you know, has his his own uh, relationship and opinion with with both Wurtzes and that sort of thing. And he, he, and you you mentioned it, uh, Jesse, that in his article he's complimentary of Danny Wurtz. Mm -hmm. But I do think. If you're seeing something unravel like that and you, Steve, you said, watch him in the video. I am sort of surprised that he didn't tell him to stop because I'll tell you, it would have been embarrassing if he had to get up and tell his dad to stop. Dad sit down and his dad goes, no, 
Because you know that's what would happen. What, but what, what, Danny? You didn't want to make a scene? But. Bit late. The other side of that is what's more embarrassing is what happened. Mm -hmm. However, the good thing for all of us is we see it. It's out in the open. Right? So from my perspective, the answer is pretty clear. And from your perspective, the answer is pretty clear, Steve. Right? Fair? I don't know. Yeah, sure. So the question is, what are the Blackhawks going to do about it? What is the NHL going to do about it? We'll find out this afternoon. Mm -hmm. And don't be surprised if it's nothing. Listen. It's I mean, a, I mean we've stain. had owners get on TV and diss entire fan bases. Oh, Look yeah. what happened in Ottawa. Yeah. It's, it's a stain that will not wash off the Chicago Blackhawks. Every single one of them. Listen, um, we found out a number of people in the Blackhawks organization, including players, took part in the Jenner and Block report. There were also a number of players who didn't. And the first question everyone had on their mind, including myself, was who didn't? People talk about the players. Don't take away that championship. Don't take away that championship. But what about the players? Every single player on that 2010 team, I look at you differently because I wonder, did you or didn't you? The stain will never come off. And expecting anything to be done, like my expectation is that they just try and move on from it because Gary Bettman and his henchmen, uh, Bill Daly, like they're the Gary worst. is the henchman, by the way. He, yeah, because Gary Bettman is the henchman for yeah. Rocky Works. He's the and, muscle. And the uh, and the crew of owners that actually run the league, and he's not going to do anything against his his little cohorts there. And because the what have we seen in the past consistently? Gary Bettman does not do the correct thing that we think should be done. Does not look forward and make the right decision. And it's so, because the owners don't want him to. Yeah, the FMI. I'm like, okay, uh, Gary's going to dance around this in the press conference coming up at two forty five or whatever, and he's going to. Just have lawyers speak for 15 minutes and he's going to try and move on and look forward to All-Star Weekend where it's going to be a great party in Las Vegas. Well, and good on Blackhawks fans because one language they speak is money. Bleed them dry, guys. Bleed them dry. Yeah, don't go to All those games. That team doesn't deserve your money. Spend it somewhere else. You got better things in your life that you care more about than this Blackhawks team. Spend it somewhere else and not in Danny Ward. Don't give it to Danny. Or give it to Rocky, sorry. I haven't, been, Danny, I haven't but... been shaking, shaking angry in a long time. I was holding on to this for two days. Fuck. So, what you guys want to talk about? <laughs> Julian McKenzie made a interesting suggestion that this would be an, uh, a good time to change the logo and re reboot the franchise. Might sure. give you, might be able to wash it clean, but I don't know. Until you get rid of the guys at top, then it's not really a clean wash. I, I you can yeah. change the logo to whatever you want as long as Rocky Wirtz is there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just to give the fans something. I don't know. Some sort of redemption arc. That's all I'm looking for. I'm always rooting for things to turn around. I'm going to tell you that. Like, I'm all, of yeah, course. I hope, I hope yes. that uh, if, if Rocky, I hope Rocky steps down because he realizes he's not fit to run the franchise and Danny steps in and there's a new, young, fresh perspective. Like Adam said, eventually everything passes you by, but here's somebody who might still be within it. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for that arc. I'm rooting for Gary Bettman to no longer be there so change can actually happen. There's a number of people <laughs> who should leave. The door is big enough for both to walk out. Yeah. You know, maybe even three. 
We're going to have a real fun stream tonight, guys. Oh, hey, yeah. Are you guys excited? For oh, yeah. It's going to be a fun stream. That, why, great. Don't dump on the stream. <laughs> no, no. I'm just, I'm trying to, I don't no, know how we. Be fun. Because I got, I got real mad. Adam, yeah. I'm concerned. So Why? Because during the stream, we can field questions. And I don't know how Steve's going to react to those questions. That's true. Are we going to have to step in and. Steve, no! We're not going to talk about game seven. <laughs> I was, yeah. So, uh, Steve, Marner's on a seven-game goal streak. Listen, we're not going to talk about Patrice Bergeron. All right? We're not. Adam, do so you Just stop asking about it. Do you think that you and I have the intestinal fortitude to step up to Steve and tell him not to yell about game seven and that you have to talk about it? Steve, you have to. You have, you have to. to acknowledge Game Seven. We're moving no! forward. We have we have things in place to move forward for Game Seven. No, I'm just gonna sit here and yell with my khaki pants <laughs> precariously, kind of halfway up my calf. It bothers me. It's another part of the clip that yeah. bothers What's me. What's up with pants of that era? Everybody's ankles must have been cold all day. Like, yeah, I would love to move on to talking about how they're dressing. Let's do this. Well, no, like, like let's, let's, let's talk about here. suits from the '80s. I don't understand. <laughs> Why? Why are they it, suits from the '80s and, and below or before? Whenever you see an old, like my my grandfather used to, you know, he wears yeah. khaki pants and he whatever the shirt was, even if it was a sweater, he'd tuck it in. Because and <laughs> and and then he sits yeah. down and then and I'm wearing track pants right now, but he's I'm wearing oh. Daniel Davis track, but it would be oh. like up here. I know why. You got to show off your socks. But their socks were boring back then. They're cool now, but you show a little ankle. You don't show the whole. Yeah, like, but I'm going to show you my calves. Maybe they were expensive. You know, yeah. it was also weird how everything was kind of wool and like really and thick. itchy. <laughs> yeah. Imagine when it was like, okay, here's what I imagine. Toronto summers can get pretty hot. Mm -hmm. It'd be like, you know, 30 degrees, 35 degrees, which is like 100 degrees in Fahrenheit, I think. 90 to 100, something like that. Uh, imagine that and you're like, and everybody wears a suit anyway. And everybody's like, this is the way. Can we wear suits tonight? No, I don't have a suit. You don't. You don't want a suit jacket. I don't have a suit anymore. No, <laughs> I like, got rid of all my BT clothes. All of it's all gone. If I, I had one, I wouldn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are so much fun. <laughs> it's funny. Oh, we're oh we're yeah, something. It's funny. Oh, we're something. You guys are such a good time. We're a great time. I don't want to get A and W on my jersey. Yeah. Um, Ooh. we're gonna see. Uh, tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> uh we're gonna see we're gonna have some fun uh tonight it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good stream and i think it's gonna be nice to talk about something other than this um i also want to nah, say let's keep it going i also want to say um andrew berkshire game over international handling uh handling that beautifully that the the olympics start before the opening ceremonies which does never makes any sense to me i don't there's, get that there's two days worth of events uh going on right now Mm -hmm. before oh. and then the opening ceremony is tonight yeah and then tic tac tomar taking it over on the weekends as well which is pretty cool he's doing both days two things with game over international there are more ways to consume it so now we are also broadcasting game over international on twitter so if you're scrolling through your twitter feed go to sdpn oh. sports you can watch the live stream there last night's uh stream news to both of us this morning this morning stream i shouldn't say last night this morning stream at 6 a.m is on twitter like you can go see it there or okay. you can watch it on youtube live you can catch it on the podcast app it's also broadcast live on sdpn radio so if you download the sdpn app you can uh fire up the radio hit the little radio button on the bottom of the app you can listen to uh, game over live and also on sdpn.ca slash radio you can find that in your browser you can listen to it there and it's live 6 a.m throughout the entire olympics there's your olympics update for the day listen to it live or catch it on the podcast feed game over international search it up subscribe listen to it every day to find berkshire 
and tic-tac-toe mark talking about the Olympics. Jesse just does stuff. And we're like, okay. Yeah. You're so I impressive. Yeah. I love that. You're just so uh, yeah, we set up everything uh, last night, actually. And it's it's working. It's going. And it's really good. And Berkshire's doing a great job. He had Sean Fitzgerald on this morning. Yeah. And like, hate him. Worst guy ever. <laughs> Bad guy. You've never met a nicer human being than right? Sean Fitzgerald. When, when you ask him to play on your charity hockey team, he shows up and you're like, ugh. Yeah. He wrote an email to me once. He's like, well, you really saved me out in the charity hockey tournament. I'm like, no, I didn't. I was his defense partner, and I was a gong show that day. Just a total tire fire, and Sean was like Mr. Dependable. But yeah, he still... Yeah, but you recruited our goalie, so... Oh, yeah. But that's oh, why we God. won. Our goalie was so, so good. good. Trent ruled. You got to have yeah. a ringer in net. Yeah, uh, <laughs> 100%. Um, so yeah, and, and we also have a brand new episode of Noxie and Cax that's already out, so... Um, they're killing it too they are and you know what's been amazing again is the the outpouring so casey bellamy uh is sorry no genevieve lacasse is the next yeah, one right jen lacasse uh she too, was on yesterday it's too many or, yeah it was fantastic episode it's awesome it's yeah. awesome so the the love and the outpouring of support has been amazing for that show and i'll tell you um there some of the uh some of the stuff from the jonathan huberdo episode on agent provocateur was great you know, we had no big deal going into the All-Star break. We have the NHL's first star, All-Star, Hart Trophy, probably nominee and leading scorer mm-hmm. over McDavid Dreisaitl. And uh, last week or two weeks ago, you had the reigning Vesna winner. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no big so deal. what's cool about Jonathan Huberto, my favorite story on that episode is when he talks about, because he's got a house in Florida, obviously. Of course. So he does the entire episode from his backyard and you're like, ah. And palm trees, and you could see, yeah. you could see, oh. you could see boats floating by in the background. Yeah. So you see that, you see that, and but then he talks about, and this is the but best. Why do players sign? He them? talks about how his dad likes to run around his backyard and chase the iguanas away. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, "Dad, I don't know why you're doing that. Like, they're just gonna come back." But yeah, you should, you should absolutely check out the episode. Alan also has some amazing stuff off the top about CTE, and it, it resonated with a lot of people. Um. I got a very personal message from somebody, and I don't know if I can read it, so I'm not going to, but I'm going to give you the, the Coles notes on it because it's very specific. But this person has a member of their family who at a very young age is in a home, like not oh. 60 yet, in a home, living out the rest of their days, and they don't have long because, and the doctors don't know this yet because you have to be, you have to have passed on before they can diagnose you with CTE, but they're pretty sure he's got CTV, CTE, was a boxer. Oh. And oh. it's the story is 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 unbelievable and heartbreaking. And when we talk about CTE, another thing that Gary doesn't like to do is, and he's the last one. The NFL has acknowledged it. Everybody else acknowledged it. Gary's like, ah, no, no. <laughs> not the NHL. Now, there have been somewhere in the neighborhood of like 250 to 300 players in the NFL who have passed on, donated their brains to science, and they have found, I think, CTE in 80 plus percent of them. Mm-hmm. In the NHL, we've had 14 total that we know of that have passed their brains on to science. 13 of them had CTE. Now, what's interesting about it is, is Alan talks about sub-concussive blows to the head. Do you know what that is? No. So when you get a concussive blow to the head, you have a concussion. Yes. Right? Yes. So that's a diagnosed concussion. What about all the other times you get rattled, mm-hmm. but you don't have a concussion? Those are called sub-concussive blows. All those little bumps to the head you take all the time in a hockey game that aren't too painful, but they're there and they're happening constantly. They're now trying to examine and finding out more about what those do mm-hmm. to your brain. Because you can imagine, it's like, it's like if somebody shot a puck at your arm every day for 20 years. 
you know, you may not hurt you the first time or you may be able to recover, but I think by year three or four, you'd probably start to see some ill effects, maybe some bone damage, some brittleness, that sort of thing. Think about it in the same way as your head. And so I, I think Alan had some really interesting stuff about that. Uh, we, we always like to, he and I like to talk for like 10 minutes before we bring the guest on, just talk about things that whatever he's thinking about that week. But I had never heard the concussion debate talked about that way. And it's not really a debate. It's the NHL refuses to fund or acknowledge it. If the NHL would acknowledge it and help fund research, we might be able to prevent it. Well, and the scary thing about your comparison is like with, with Muay Thai, for example, they condition their shins by getting a series of micro fractures mm -hmm. and they come back, uh, the, the bone regenerates and it's stronger. Your brain doesn't do that. No. no. Your brain degenerates over time right. as you're getting hit. Yes. Yes. It's as if your shin just never healed. Yeah. Alan breaks it down perfectly, and he compares it to Alzheimer's disease when people have uh, CTE. And it's, it's fascinating to hear him talk about it because there's so much advancement in science that can be made if the initiative was taken by a league as big as the NHL to just get ahead of it and not even get ahead of it, just react to the problem that's mm -hmm. happening right now. And they're not doing that. And it's a shame. It's, you know what? I have to tell you, um, it's, it's going to be one of like, if you think this, this concussion thing's going away, it's not, it's not, it's, it's, it's going to get worse. It's going to get way, way worse. So the sooner we figure out how to fix this, the better. And it's going to be years. And by the way, they said, Alan, I think told us off camera that they're probably about five years away from being able to diagnose CTE in living people. Mm -hmm. So the second they're able to do that, you'd be able to go to the doctor get your diagnosis and you'd know. And that's average people, anybody doing anything. So not just for the NHL, but anywhere where you're physically jarred, mm -hmm. living, you'd be able to do that. Can you imagine the legal ramifications of something like that? Jesus. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's so almost, I try not to think about it. Well, that's... Because again, it's I've, so... It's, it's, you, you don't even know what to... The, the, the yeah. ramifications are so big, you can't even process them no i've i'm like a lot of people where i've never been diagnosed with a concussion but i've definitely had definitely one. had one yeah and a bunch of those sub concussive ones i told the story about the tire like it's uh it's scary to think yeah. about yeah so anyway just thought you should know that it's a great episode and here's the thing a little bit of heavy stuff at the beginning and a little bit about um players deciding general managers as well i don't know if you You've seen this. You mentioned the Chicago Blackhawks situation with Hosa Sharp and who's the other guy? Hosa and Sharp. Hosa Sharp and uh, Olchuk, yeah. right? Is an Olchuk involved? Uh, he, Edzo? I, he was hosting the, maybe that's what you're thinking. No, I thought Eddie, Eddie Olchuk was a part of the, the group that was going to help hire the next general manager. No, he, that sure. panel there that we were watching, Eddie that he was on stage there. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, I thought that was him. Oh, and yeah. so, and maybe then you have Verbeek and Niedermeyer. Hiring the general manager. No, Ver Verbeek was hired as the new GM. Sorry. Korea Korean. and Niedermeyer in yeah. Anaheim hiring the new GM. So, you know, I think it's interesting. And I think it's a topic for this show as well. And I know we get to get to the press conference here because I know it's a shorter show on Fridays. But we ask for new voices in the game, right? Mm -hmm. We are now empowering people who have never managed before. Now, Verbeek has managed... Yeah, he, he's the he, one who got hired. Yes, I know. But I'm saying okay. he managed, but the people who hired him had not ever. Sure. They don't know what it's like to manage an ECHL team from the NHL over the AHL team. Go scout, go scout, go this, go that. Nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. And that's the person they hire. My question to you is, and I think the answer will be obvious. Do we not think 
there are more, and, and this is nothing against Pat Verbeek personally. No. But can you can you tell me beyond the shadow of a doubt that there are not more qualified people out there? There are definitely more qualified people out there. And the more I learn about the National Hockey League, the more I think I'm right when I say the only reason there's a Stanley Cup winner is because there has to be one. And Pat Verbeek is not at fault. Pat Verbeek could be brilliant. He could win the next cup. I don't know. Yeah. But what I'm saying Mm -hmm. is the people that hired him Mm -hmm. are going to go with the guy they know. Yeah. Well, and and by the way, Eisman, who's a former player, but Eisman, again, earned it. Yeah. He went to the Red Wings for a long time and... Well, and Verbeek, too. Verbeek like, earned it. He was yeah. in Tampa. He yeah. helped build that team, and then mm-hmm. he followed Eisenman to Detroit, and then I suppose now he's hired. My argument, I suppose my argument is this. Are we going to get new voices if this is the new way to hire people? Mm-hmm. And I, this is nothing against Verbeek or Eisenman or any other former player. Are we going to get the new voices from different backgrounds, from you know different, different genders, Experiences. different color, yep. skin color? Mm-hmm. Are we going to get any of that if we keep, if we hire this way? I have a question about that. I don't know. This people are going to like that. Same problems kind of perpetuate. It's still right. the same people hiring within the same people. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, no. It's a conversation worth having. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anyway, what the hell do I know? <laughs> a bunch. Nah, well, not if you read the comment section. No, a lot of history <laughs> stuff. Um, hey, we, speaking we of We saw which, the right thing happen in Vancouver where yes. they brought in Rachel Dory and the second ever... Uh, female assistant Emily general manager gay and like seeing that is very promising but then we see the other hires and we're like oh ex-hockey players awesome. i mean <laughs> you can hire them right. but yeah hire there's nothing wrong well. with that right. hire, but hire like both we can yeah. hire outside yes. of it too bring yeah. in a robust staff with lots of uh diverse voices Ooh, I like how about that. that idea i like that a, a word growing in popularity robust is it yeah i notice okay. it more and more it's a good word Okay, well. um, <laughs> instead of the press conference today, since we're going to be All taking right, a lot Webster. of questions tonight, um, can we do the Black History Month? Yeah, uh, my first yeah, feature need, on Black History Month. Yeah, that was going to be the first question. Okay, so so here's here's what I'd like to talk. So should I should I wait and do the press conference thing, or should we just get into it? I think just go. Right All right, let's go. <laughs> so um, it's so funny. Steve texted me, Jesse. Yeah. It's a very Steve move, uh-huh. and he sent me he sent me a thing. He's like, "Hey, just in case." And I'm like, "Steve, that's my first one. That's the first thing I'm going to talk about." He's like. I didn't guess. even know it existed. Yeah. Like, I just wanted to help you. I want to make sure. Good guess. <laughs> so let's talk about the Colored Hockey League. You ever heard of the Colored Hockey League? Steve? Oh, yes. Steve? This week. This week. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Colored Hockey League was founded in Halifax, Nova Scotia in the late 1800s, 1895. Pastor James Borden, Dartmouth Church. James A.R. Kinney, a lawyer and community leader. James Robinson uh, and a Pan-African organizer named Henry Sylvester Williams. The point of the league, and this is interesting, on its founding was to get young black men to church on Sundays. And remember, it's 1895, so you cannot, we can't relate to the role religion played in people's lives 120 years ago. We have no idea what it was like. Right. Like, I, I, I come across this in history all the time. People are like, well, that sounds really stupid. I'm like, it's because religion was very, very important. Um, so the idea was you and your buddies would go play a hockey game, but you'd also attend, attend a church service and you would play against other local church league teams. Now, to understand why this league exists, I think we need to talk about Africville. This is a bigger conversation. Africville is a um, was a district in, Nor- in in Halifax, Nova Scotia. It was founded by Black Nova Scotians from a variety of origins. You can imagine some of them were settled settlers from uh, 
you know, formerly enslaved African Americans with the 13 colonies, black loyalists who were freed by the crown during the American Revolutionary War and the War of 1812. So during the 20th century, so the 1900s, Halifax neglected the community, failed to provide basic infrastructure upgrades such as roads, water, or sewage. Okay. City continued to use the area as an industrial site. And by the way, in Halifax, up until 2009, I believe, they just dumped all the raw sewage into the ocean. So if you went to the bathroom, you could be sure that when you went to the bathroom, that eventually made its way out into the ocean and then just kind of floated away. And I remember when I moved there, they got a treatment plant and then it broke down. Huh. Anyway, uh, you can imagine how disgusting. I mean, we didn't treat water very well in, the, in, those, in those years. So you can imagine how disgusting it was. And this is right by the water. So... Okay. The residents of Africa struggled with poverty and poor health conditions. As a result, community uh, buildings became badly deteriorated. So in the late 1960s, Halifax City Council condemned the entire area and said to everybody, hey, I knew you grew up here and I know this is your house, but you're leaving. And you're going to come and uh, you're going to be in government housing. You're not going to own it, but you're going to be in government housing. And we're building a highway and a bridge in your home. So we, we want that area for a bridge. You're going to have to leave. And activists and residents began after this to protest this and to protest their treatment. The Halifax uh, government went in and obviously bulldozed the whole thing. And so when we get back to the Colored Hockey League, you have to understand that in Canada, if you're from the States, you don't know what this is like. In Canada, we, we look at the States and go, wow, they were so racist. Right. They were so yeah. bad. The reality is, for a black person in most of this country, after uh, after the Civil War, it wasn't a whole lot different. An invisible line doesn't make people nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and so you know, uh, it wasn't. It yes, black people were free, and they became some became educated, whatever. But on the whole, the idea was let's keep them down. That was the that was the thing. Well, what you described doesn't sound like freedom. No, it's it's just yeah. So. What's amazing about the Colored Hockey League is it was a Black History Month is not Black Trauma Month, and I want to clear. I want to make that clear. Okay, Kayla Gray said that on Twitter. There are uh, there are amazing stories that come out of this, and that I think the Colored Hockey League is one of them. This thing ran until the mid 1930s, and um, and so the Africville Seaside's hockey team uh, of the Colored Hockey League won the championship in 1901 and 1902. They beat the West End Rangers from Prince Edward Island. There were up to 30 teams at one point. Wow. That's cool. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And and again, you got to remember, Nova Scotia, as, I love Nova Scotia. I live there. It's amazing. Not that many people. They had 30 teams, 30 teams playing in this. And uh, it ended in, sorry, it ended in 1930. Um, there, there was no other place for these players to play hockey. You know, hockey's the thing that brings us all into this show. These people, this was it. They worked their whole day every day waiting for Sunday to play hockey. So the fact that this league existed, it had no funding, it had uh, it had support only from its community, completely ignored by everybody outside of it, absolutely um, unbelievable. As many as 400 black Canadian players from Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island participated in the competition. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, the Color Hockey League is uh, credited as the first league to allow a goaltender to leave his feet to cover the puck. In 1900. <laughs> That's. Isn't that cool? Unbelievable. Isn't that we, cool? We talk about the forward pass. I, I don't know. That 
That's equally as groundbreaking. Did they have the forward pass in the color? No, not, not the forward pass didn't come until the twenties. Right. So the wow. colored league didn't have it either. Oh my god. So then wow. the practice. Um, <laughs> wow. Here's what else the the colored hockey league's responsible for giving the game yeah. that you watch. Um, the National Hockey League, by the way, adopted the goaltender leaving his feet to cover the puck in 1917. So that's about 20 years later. It is also claimed that the first player to use a slap shot was Eddie Martin of the Halifax Eureka in 1906. Mm. Pretty darn cool. The freaking slap shot. Yep, that is a... Uh, I've, I've read that one before. Because who, who did they say it was before? I don't know. I don't even remember that. I can't, I can't remember. I'm sure that's that's something that's a question for Jeff Merrick, Mister. He's like hockey or uh, or Ken Reed. Yeah, yeah. They, Especially because well, this is East got, Coast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> true. Yeah. Very, yeah, very it's true. The one thing, yeah. yeah um, reader might have him beat. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And um, there is a documentary that's it's not entirely on the Colored Hockey League, but most of it is. It's called Soul on Ice. They just do a bunch of interviews yep. and they and they talk about it and you get if you want to continue learning about this, it's it's terrific. Go watch it. I was trying to look up see if it was on Netflix, but I don't think it is. It's on some streaming service called Tubi, but I'm sure you can find it online yeah. if you just Google it. Yeah. Anyway, I just I just thought it was so cool. Like two a goaltender covering the puck and a slap shot. That came from the Colored Hockey League in Eastern Canada. Wow. In the early 1900s. That's pretty cool. I, I like I I uh, even doing the research. I was like, wow, this is this is amazing. I had no idea. So um, again, when we, when I do these little features, they're going to be about triumph, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to be obviously there's going to be some struggle, but they're going to be about triumph. It's about what uh, amazing creativity came out of the, some of these people and some of these organizations. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the first uh, black man to be a goaltender and win a Stanley Cup in the NHL. That'll be next week. Ooh. Just saying. I think it's. Aren't you glad I sent you that? <laughs> yes, I am. I am, Steve. Always glad when you text me. Oh, so that's great. Do we want to do a press conference or do we want to wrap and then we do some questions tonight during the Twitch feed? Uh, sure, we can do questions tonight. Um, so one thing I do have to mention, though, is that today is the launch of well, two things I have to mention. Today is the launch of something very special for our Discord community. Oh. They launched a Minecraft server. So if you join our Discord, or if you don't, if you just like go on Twitter or something, email or DM our community manager, Robert Malloy, I'm sure he'll send you the server link or whatever. But get on the Discord, head over to the Minecraft channel, and everybody has their own um everybody has their own little channel there. You're talking about Minecraft. And in there, uh, they're playing today, starting today awesome. on the SDPN Minecraft server. So it exists. There's a whole world. Apparently, um, there's like um, an NPC. His name is Steve. He wanders the island and he is just aimless. Attacks you. <laughs> oh, he's aimless. He, he, just he, hangs, is, he just hangs out. And he's look. aimless. He's very friendly. Nice. Um, all of our mods have their own uh, Minecraft characters uh, and they're all, they've been testing out and hanging out. And Steve's been there the entire time Get watching out. over everything. So oh. if, if you're a fan of Minecraft, you can now enjoy SDPN Minecraft. And there's a there's a Dangle Navy ship. It has the logo on it and it's everything. It's huge. It's ginormous. <laughs> it's so big. <laughs> I don't know if you could actually drive it. I've I've been asking if we can get on it and can go you on. mine it for wood though? That's yes. what I need. Yes, you can. Okay, it's, hey. it's Minecraft. Hey, I I want to go on a cruise on the ship, but I don't know if that's a thing you can do. I don't know. This gotta, is amazing. I got to discover how to play Minecraft. But yeah, today go Minecraft with there's everybody. Some crazy shit happening on that um, Discord. Second server. thing. Subscribe to our email list. 
Do Next it. week, um, Dangle Navy Jersey Part 2 comes out. Everybody who is on the mailing list will get the first notification of when and how to purchase Dangle Navy jerseys. And they're limited? So we launched them first time in August of last last year. They sold out in one day because uh, we mentioned on the podcast. And then once we did that, they sold out like an hour after the podcast came out. So we're doing it exclusive for our email subscribers first. And then we'll bring it up on the podcast the next day. So you won't know when it launches unless you're on the email list sometime next week. Uh, subscribe. They're limited edition. Uh, this is only our second time ever doing it. So get, get your hands on so one. So how, um, how do I get my email in there? Do how do, do you do, get to your email? You go to sdpn.ca. If you're doing it on your phone, just scroll to the bottom of the homepage of the website. And there's a thing. Uh, and it says subscribe to the email list. Enter your email and you'll be subscribed. Or if you just go to sdpn.ca, it pops up oh. like on the homepage. What if I'm on up. my app? If you're on the app, uh, on the homepage of the app, there is a a button that says subscribe to the email list. You can just hit that, and then it will take you to where you need to subscribe. Jesse Blake, everybody. Jesse Jesse just does stuff. Let me just make sure that's true. I don't know what he's doing. I went on the the website the other day. I was like, oh, look at this. Subscribe to our email list. It takes you right to where you subscribe to the email list. Oh, wow. That's amazing. It's right there. It's right there. Subscribe. Get a jersey. The jersey is going to come with some free little trinkets as well. Ooh, trinkets. We might have had some leftover trading cards. We might have a custom Dangle Navy box that the jersey comes in. Who knows? I found a bunch of the cards in my car, by the way. Do you want them? Uh, I think we have. I have enough. Okay. Yeah. How did you end up with them? Uh, I think I was supposed to sign You them. took them home to sign them, and then you never did. No, I think they... No, I brought you a bunch. There's just some extras. <laughs> I brought, you can have those. Everyone who bought a signed card got one. Yeah, yeah. And then I stole some yeah. also. You can keep it. Like, Ooh, and just sign them? I don't know. They're free. Give them to Leo. Yeah, there you go. No. What? <laughs> no, Leo's in... Uh, hit people in the face with things... Let no. throw the cards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cards are softer, I guess, <laughs> than his cars that he just bricks me with. Bricks Leo's me a right. Strong kid. Yes. He's a he th- he's is. a thick boy. <laughs> yeah. He, he watch. I'll, I'll watch him like before we get in a bath, and he'll like have like a soap bottle, and he'll shake it, and you just see these muscles like. <laughs> he's like Lesnar. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. He's a monster. If, and he if he runs into you, you feel it. Like yeah. Everly, if she if she hits me now, I'm like I'm like whatever, kid. Yeah. Like no, she bounces a- off. Leo hits you. It's like, oh, I felt that. Like I, I know he's there. I keep looking at him. Like, do I have a Jack baby? <laughs> you do. Yeah. I think he's, he's Jack Lesnar baby. Lesnar baby. I think he's a Jack baby. Yeah. It's all in the, it's in the upper back. Who's his favorite favorite leaf? Um. So all, uh, leaves and all colors of leaves, like blue or red or whatever, in any book, he just goes hockey. Oh, hockey! Learning him young. His favorite leaf is John Tavares because that is his uh, doll that he has. Oh, that's cool. And I say, "Hey, Leo, where's John Tavares?" And he goes and gets it. Pretty He's a very smart kid. I'm screwed. So yesterday, <laughs> the correct answer to that is he doesn't have one because he doesn't know. What that <laughs> He's is. one and a half. John, John Tavares. Because <laughs> <laughs> he He's not even two years. So old. I was I was telling you guys this before the show. He was having a baby tantrum, so I'm trying to put him in his sleep sack. And he's just crying and flailing and being a baby. And it's like he turned into a toddler mid-tantrum from a baby. He says, I don't wanna! And I was like, 
my wife's heard him say a couple sentences. That was my first one, and it was oh, like, oh yeah, what was that? Yeah, it's like, father, I have a list of grievances. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then who, he pulls out the thing. Yeah, who told you that? There is like a there's like a I would say a month long period where they're no longer they're they're a baby at the beginning of the month and at the end of the month they're no longer a baby, and I think you're in it. When so like he said his first sentence to it's me. Like, it's like one and a half. So it's he's got to file like taxes yeah, pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Adam, to end the show, can you tell us the moment when you were like, "Oh, Everly's a person." Give a story where you're like, Ooh. "Oh, she she did a thing, and now she's a human, and it's scary." Well, yeah, there was a few. There was a few. I think um, uh, I she be- started to become a person when she went to daycare, especially like her her linguistic skills picked up, her movement picked up. She was a little bit like she just didn't feel like walking until she was 15 months old or something like that. So um, she would scoot around on her butt. She didn't even crawl like she was just odd that way. Actually, 15 is not bad. 15. Yeah, it was fine. I don't know. Whatever. I I was like, she's good. It's not like she's going to be 18 and not walking. She'll walk. (laughs) It's just whatever. People are like, what if she doesn't walk by this month? I don't know. She's a child. She'll figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, so um, uh, I I remember um, because I've got that. I've got that red Mustang, right? Yep. So. She loves that car and she loved that car before she could speak. Just loves it because she so um, I picked her up from daycare and I said, uh, Everly, did you have a good day at school? And usually she would say nothing or she would just kind of blather on about nothing and you couldn't understand what she was saying anyway. (laughs) She loves to talk. And she (laughs) said to me, she said, yes, daddy, vroom vroom car. And, oh, <laughs> and this would have been about May last year. And uh, and I was like, yeah. I said, yeah. She said, red car? I said, yeah, we're getting in the red car. She's like, okay. <laughs> and now, like, she loves cars like I do. So when I go, when I pull up in my pickup, she's like, daddy, it's daddy's truck. She, daddy's lo- truck. she loves pointing you out. Does she? Like, she loves when it, oh. it, Adam's there. She's like, it's daddy. When you go... Uh, <laughs> When you go uh, Halloween with with Leo for the first time, I don't know if you did this year. Did you Halloween with him? Yeah, he was blue from blue. Oh, blue. He was, yeah. Okay, so so Everly didn't get to do it last year because of COVID. So she did it this year for the first time, and she walked right up to the uh, to to every house in our neighborhood and be like, "Hi, I'm Everly, and this is Daddy." Yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> every house, like, this is a very polite kid. So yeah, it's oh. it's 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 magic watching your child grow up. It's magic. Hi, I would I'm never Emily. do the six months, the first six months again, but everything else yeah. has been great since then. Um, she's like a it's yeah so it does happen Steven it's gonna happen very quickly and you're gonna look at your kid and you're like I don't have a baby anymore this is not a baby the person I don't even know if my kid's a toddler anymore I don't think she is mm, two and a half almost yeah. three in May she's not a toddler I'd say I'd say three she's is, just a kid at that the, point yeah, like the, I'm almost gonna I'm, I'm almost out of the toddler stage it's crazy weird. it is weird anyway get her ready for high school yeah, it's gonna happen soon. It's okay, guys. It's only a decade till she hates me. Get a job, um, Beverly. So <laughs> get a job. Work at Wendy's. So we'll uh, we'll wrap it there. Um, we're gonna be here for. I'm giving you the rap signal. I said work at Wendy's is full circle. Um, we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna be on tonight. STPN's Twitch page. It's Twitch.tv/stpnlive. You can always find it at stpn.ca. Don't forget to sign up for the mailing list for jerseys like that and other things that are coming up. And we love you, and we will see you tonight. Yeah. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.